Come as the wind and cleanse, come as the fire and burn, come as the tie and bind. Convict, convert, consecrate, until we are wholly thine. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I bet you would you never thought it would be cool again, did you? But here we are. It's fall in Texas, at least for a few days. We're talking about the currency of relationship today, as Pastor Robin told you. See if you can see the threads of it which run through our gospel lesson. How many times have you said, just looking, thanks, when a salesperson in a store approaches you to see if they can be of assistance? We may say these words just to keep them at a safe distance. Just looking, give me my space. Don't crowd me. We're interested, but not willing to commit. Curious, but don't want someone pressuring us into making a purchase. Just looking, thanks. You may also have been saying, Something similar to this a lot. When you answer the phone, only to find that someone is trying to find out who you will vote for, or tell you that the IRS has issued a warrant for your arrest and the county sheriff's deputies are on their way to pick you up if you don't fork over many dollars. Sorry, miss, but I don't do polls or Do you try to keep them on the phone as long as possible so you can just take up their time? Those people seem to to think we're really stupid. By thanking us for last year's contribution, which we didn't make, or thinking that we're gullible enough to fall for their scams. Not a very good relationship, is it? When we look at the gospel lesson, we get the feeling that things aren't completely right. Not everyone's on the same page. There are different strata in society, you see. And Zacchaeus was curious on the day when Jesus came to Jericho. The crowd was big, and he was small. So he shinned up a sycamore tree. The perfect solution. Maybe used to do that when you were a kid. I know I did. He was high up above the noisy crowd, and he could get a glimpse of Jesus from a safe distance, mind you. Besides, let's admit it, he didn't have any friends in that crowd. Zacchaeus was a tax collector for the Roman government in this prosperous town And his position may have made him the most hated man in all of Jericho. He worked for the occupying forces and was considered a traitor by even his own people. What's more, he made money off his neighbors as part of a system that was primed for corruption. He was obliged to send only what the Romans expected. Anything else that he could take above that, he was free to keep. Gravy. 
He was wealthy, our text reads. In his case, an indictment rather than a description. Who would make room for him in a crowd after all? Who would want to be seen with him? Who would even want to be caught talking with him? So, one day along comes Jesus to Jericho. The word is undoubtedly spread about Jesus, and Zacchaeus is one of many in Jericho who wants to see him. But what does Zacchaeus expect to see? Would he like what he saw in Jesus or not? On one hand, maybe he's heard that Jesus was known for eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners. Maybe he has heard that in some of Jesus' stories, it's the tax collector who's the hero. What a deal. And the Pharisee who comes across as a fool. Maybe he's heard that a man named Levi, who was a tax collector, is among Jesus' closest followers. On the other hand, maybe Zacchaeus has just heard that Jesus told the rich man to sell all that he had and to give it to the poor and to follow him. Maybe he's heard Jesus' statement that it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. And after all, Levi had to leave his tax collector's booth behind in order to follow Jesus. Not a very good deal. So maybe the most we can say with any confidence about Zacchaeus is that he's curious. He wants to see Jesus. He doesn't necessarily want a meeting. He doesn't want to touch him or be touched by him. He certainly doesn't want him for healing. He wants to observe from a safe distance. And Zacchaeus thinks he's safe up in the tree where he can watch, where no one will confuse him with a cheering crowd, where no one needs to know where he stands, where he can't touch or be touched, where he's safe to say, just looking, thank you, if anyone accidentally spies him up there. Just looking. And suddenly, this little man in the tree seems a little more familiar. Don't we all have times when it's easier to stay in our tree, to watch the events of the world as a spectator, rather than come down, get involved? Down in the crowd, with the dirt, the noise, the needs, the confusion, all those people. And put one foot in front of the other and follow Jesus. 
Isn't it easier sometimes to say, just looking, when somebody asks to help, to give, to get involved? There's a different message for those among us who try to do everything. Do you try and do everything? Need to learn to say no. You need to work out your Sabbath time. But for others of us, it may be time to get involved, to stop being a spectator, a fence sitter, join in with the action. Maybe it's time to take on some ministry within the church itself, to get involved in the community, to be in a relationship. Maybe it's time to vote, to serve, to say yes. Sometimes getting involved in a church takes a leap of faith. Church shopping is not such a bad thing. I bet every one of you had done some church shopping at one point in your career before you got to this place, this particular parish. It's important for people to look around, to explore different faith communities, to find a place where they can worship and grow and participate, serve, be at home, and yet be challenged too. But there can be a danger sometimes that people don't ever come down out of that tree and say, this is it. Here I am. I'm getting involved. Inviting people to join us may be more like fishing than anything else. You never catch all of them. In our faith lives, are we wanting to see Jesus? It's a good thing, but do we keep him at arm's length? Do we ponder him from a distance rather than meeting him, coming to know him, to love him? to serve him, being willing to be changed by him rather than grow more and more into his image and likeness, rather than discover the meaning of our lives through a deeper relationship with him. Empowered by prayer, nurtured by participation in the faith community, relationship again. Nourished by the sacraments, too. Well, that day in Jericho, Jesus looked up into the tree, and he sees the little man clinging on the branch, and Jesus does something strange. He stops. He commands him to hurry down because Jesus needs him. He needs his hospitality, his welcome, his company. Jesus plucks Zacchaeus out of his tree. And strangely, Zacchaeus is happy to welcome him. Zacchaeus could have said, no, just looking. It would have cost Zacchaeus less 
it would have attracted less attention. It would have prevented the townspeople from having one more reason to grumble about something that Zacchaeus did. We all know it may be easier to go on with our lives and continue our preoccupation with ourselves and our own agendas rather than to allow the Messiah to invite himself over to lunch at our house and to allow him to delve into our truest selves. It might be easier to say, hmm, just looking, thanks. But if we're honest, we know from experience that it's not easier to go on with our own preoccupations, to try and take care of our worries ourselves. We know that actually there's a tremendous ease and grace in letting Jesus take our burdens from us to giving ourselves to Christ, to letting Christ set our agendas. It really is easier to stop scrambling up trees and allow ourselves to know the one who knows us completely and loves us in spite of who we are. Kind of like Zacchaeus. We can take the chance. We can invite Jesus in. And we can watch the radical realignment of our own lives. So, Zacchaeus' life changes. Something in this encounter changed the way that Zacchaeus saw the world. Now he could see people in need, where before he saw people he could use. That's part of how, what happens when we come out of our tree and allow Jesus to touch us. Whereas before we might just be looking, Jesus enables us to really see. Now we see real people with real needs. We see real opportunities to get involved. We see the true beauty in others. We see the astonishing array of gifts that God has given us and our community. So, salvation comes to Zacchaeus' house. He's forever changed from being a taker to being a giver. Zacchaeus isn't unique. We see it over and over. When Jesus finds a home with us, the result is a generous heart. Giving is a joy, not a burden. What's given may be money or time or some ability that you have. Something that you can share. But time and again, when Jesus plucks us out of our tree, we ripen into givers, not takers. Workers, not watchers. People who serve, not observe. Jesus isn't just coming to our town. 
He's already here. He may be looking up at you, inviting you out of some safe but lonely perch and into the kingdom of God. Do you see how he's calling you? How will you respond?